If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Tax day is coming. Oh, no. But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a 3% match, you can get up to $195 for the 2023 tax year. Oh, yeah. Sign up at Robinhood.com slash boost by tax day to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. James, host of Sports World on the BBC World Service. For the best of previews to the sporting weekend, listen to George Addo Jr. on The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM with George Addo Jr. Good evening to you, wherever you are. Hello and welcome to The Locker Room on Joy 99.7 FM. It's another very special night and we look forward to the action to come this weekend. Of course, we're interspersed with some discussions as we go through. And I know a number of Arsenal fans are glued into that game, Arsenal-Everton. And you know that there's a little bit of a protest out there with some banners as the Arsenal fans want to call out their owner. 
We'll talk about the special Carabao Cup final to come. We'll talk about the European Super League that has really dominated the headlines. There's a Ghana Premier League match day 20 to look forward to as well. And we're making sure you are right in tune. First, those of you who missed the opportunity to watch our special feature on Ghana's only monument in Abedi Pele's name. Abedi Pele, three-time African Football of the Year, winner of the Champions League with Marseille, uh, well, winner of the Africa Cup of Nations. Most of you didn't know he was part of the 1982 squad. So, uh, you know, a true proper Ghana football legend, easily to say, uh, Abedi Pele is the greatest footballer to have been produced here in Ghana. Uh, originally hails from the Upper East in Paga, but played a lot of his football in Tamale. Played for Real Republicans, moved into Real Tamale United, uh, moved to outside, back to Real Tamale United, and indeed uh, before moving out, out to the shores of Ghana to do all that he did in the world of football. In Tamale, there is a roundabout that's been named after him. It's just not in the right shape. So we decided to put together this feature to try and address the issues and get the Tamale Metropolitan Assembly to begin to do something about it. Here is our special feature for those of you who missed it on television. Round about nothing. to the Aliu Mahama Stadium in Tamale is the popular Abedipele roundabout named after the greatest footballer to have emerged from the northern regional capital Abedipele from Real Tamale Republicans to Real Tamale United out to Al Saad back to Real Tamale United before his football story would properly get on course and blow up into what the young here are told and read about so this is the Abedipele roundabout Clearly named after a three-time Africa Football of the Year, Abedi Pele, who is still alive. And this was supposed to honor the kind of work he had done for Tamale. Remember, Abedi Pele played for Real Republicans, the Colts Club, moved on to Real Tamale United, and has done so much since moving out for the country and for Tamale. It's supposed to be the points right before the stadium when you get into Tamale to tell you about the greatest player this town has produced. But it's clearly not in the right state. And we're here to find out just why Abedipele's roundabout is not looking like what it's supposed to be. This roundabout was meant to remind visitors and indigents about Tamale's gifts to the world. Imuru Mohammed, also known as Honorable Polo, former assemblyman of Sokbele and government appointee for Tamale Metropolitan Assembly, a member of the WorkSAP committee explains. Somewhere in 2007, when Ghana was preparing for the Can 2008, a new stadium was supposed to be put up in Tamale here. And Tamale Metro Assembly had embarked on a program dubbed Tamale Beautification Program. Now, this Tamale Beautification Program included the 
beautification of our runabouts. The assembly led by Dr. Aminu Adam Anta, now Deputy Minister Energy, was the Metro Chief Executive. Came together and decided that all meaningful sons of Tamale, born here or outside, should lend a hand in the preparation towards beautification of Tamale. We then decided that any other person who contributed towards that beautification, something will be done about him. So the runabout here at Rohene, the runabout at Lemeshigu, one at uh, Bayerwea around Zosimili runabout, which is called Zosimili runabout, and another one at Chubu. Abedipili, Zosimili and Dr. Chubu made contributions towards that. So his contribution towards the beautification of Tamale, for that matter, this runabout, was why Tamale Metro decided to name it Abedipili runabout. So a statue of him was put there. And later on, it was defaced by some unknown people and a hit and run drivers. So the hand of that uh, statue was broken. That defaced it and it was no longer beautiful. Along the line, Tamale Metro Assembly again decided to start embarking on another beautification processes. And in that light, they had to remove it, pending what to do next, under the leadership of Idris uh, Musa Superior, the outgoing chief executive. I wondered why this roundabout, which at first sight reminds you of what football means to Tamale, has stood unattended to for years. I had interesting theories propounded about who needs to do what. When you look at um, the nature or the state with, at which uh, this particular uh, I mean, runabout is, um, I think you would not uh, miss words if you say uh, it's a reflection. Because his allegiance, everybody knows that. Uh, the worldwide, everybody knows Abedi Pele. So naming a runabout after him was a very good idea that somebody brought out and then they eventually named it after him. But we have not seen he himself at a, trying to do something about the runabout. When you hear Abedupele, you feel that Abedupele was part of us and that he made our name, the northern part, great. That, that is why we, uh, our forefathers and then our chiefs thought it wise to name the runabout after him. But after that, it looked like Abedupele himself is not interested in such thing. Or he has not been not organizing himself as if somebody from the north. Because if you recognize yourself as somebody from the north, and then the northern people recognize you and name a particular runabout after you, you always have to visit the runabout, visit the town, and see how interact with the people. But that has not been done. There, there seems to be some culture of poor maintenance in town here. And unfortunately, very unfortunately, you find that sometimes. It takes some occasions and some ceremonies for us to put these things in shape. And once those ceremonies are done and dusted, then we leave them back to normal, which is quite abnormal because the indigenous themselves demand that and they deserve 
beautiful edifices in town here. It mustn't take occasions for us to put them in good shape. And once those occasions are done, then we are back to factory settings. It's not good at all. It is a very unfortunate development, given how the guy has impacted on football, not only in Tamale, but in Ghana as well. But the North being his home region, there is supposed to be something better than what we currently see. And so the status the man has risen to demands that every edifice that is named after him lives up to that standard and not below that standard. So for me personally, it is not in good shape. It must be better than this. And it takes something to start. Probably if there is some groundswell of information that goes around the airwaves and wherever have you, that look, the man is big enough, worldwide acclaim. So let's put the edifice named after him, such standards. In this shape, it is bad. I've heard a lot of people saying that uh, Abedi Pele has gotten everything he is today in Tamale, if you like, northern region as a whole. But it's like he has not paid back to the region. And I'm beginning to see the reality in a sense that I can actually pinpoint one or two things that Abedi Pele have done for the northern region. With regards to, and I've heard a lot of people, when you ask them about football in Northern Region, the first player they are going to mention is Abedi Pele. So if that is the case, and we are not seeing anything coming from his direction, definitely people feel that there's no need for you to fight for him. So I want to believe that it's part of the reason why we are not seeing that at the runabout. It's been named after you, and as you can see, it's not good. So I guess he should have, you know, just come to do something about it. And even if he couldn't have, at least the children are there, Jordan and, you know, they are doing good too. So they could just come and do something about that. Unless I'm wrong, expecting the legend to take care of a monument meant to honor him appeared a bit stretched and begs the question, what happens if he's no more? But the maintenance theory, according to government appointee for Tamale Metro, Honorable Polo appears to be the solution for now. It would have been much better if he hadn't left it in the hands of Tamale Metro Assembly. At least, if I were him, I would have come to put the statue myself and beautify the place because of the brand name Abedi Pele ran about. I would have done that. Ghana's greatest footballer surely deserves more. And even if the Tamale beautification project has hit a snag because its originators know more, the state of the Abedi Pele roundabout must be immediately fixed and with a plan that sustains it. Live on radio, live online, this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr. Right, so if you missed it, there you go. Uh, roundabout nothing. You get to watch it, I think, during the weekend as well. On the Joy News Channel and the Joy Prime Channel. If you're chasing live football, okay, let's tell you. Arsenal join goalless with Everton right now. The Emirates with a bit of protests. Uh, from the fans who want uh, their, their, their owner, Kronke, out. We'll be uh, speaking to a man who is just around the Emirates at the moment. And he'll be telling us what he makes of that as well. If you're following the, the live games, as I said, you've got uh, Cologne leading out by three goals to nil after the first half of the game. In the French Liga, it's goalless between Rams and Marseille. And yes, we're making sure you have it 
right here. Remember that the Euro 2020 is right here and we're counting down 49 days to go. Are you ready for the biggest football festival in Europe live on the Multimedia Group? Euro 2020 live in HD on TV, radio, and digital media on all multimedia group channels and on the HD Plus decoder. Kickoff is on the 11th of June. The greatest night in Portugal's football history for Cristiano Ronaldo. From tears to cheers and more tears this time of joy. Champions of Europe 2016. All right, we look forward to the Euros and you've got everything right here on the multimedia platforms, as you know, and we get through this one. Let's do some more on the show. And it's now time to talk about the Ghana Premier League. the 20 fixtures in a bit. We'll talk about the games to come, why you need to get excited about it, what's going on, what are we to expect this weekend. In the meantime, though, joining me on the line, Seydou Adamu, who's been following the Ghana Premier League religiously. Seydou, how are you doing? How are you doing this evening? I'm good, George. Yeah, I can see the family. The family is very, very excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Charged yeah, yeah. as always. Right, good stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll talk about the fixtures, we'll talk about the games to come uh, on this particular match day in the Ghana Premier League. But let's start with one or two breaking news that are coming in, or one or two stories that we need to follow. Uh, Say to Adam, is everything, is everything okay uh, at Elmina Sharks? Uh, honestly, let me say things that seem okay with Elmina Sharks in terms of the development within the past few weeks especially um, the development this afternoon. You know, earlier on, we reported that the team traveled to uh, Doma without the head coach. Yeah. And the club confirmed that with a statement that the coach is, um, uh, has been taking some, days, is taking some days off for an international assignment. Mm. And beyond that, you know, Elmina Sachs lost about three key players uh, during the um, mid-season transfer window and uh, they could not replace those players. They lost Benjamin Atta too. And the MISC, they lost Isaka Mohammed to Legon Cities and also lost Benjamin Trinibwa to Indiana Stars. Uh, they also lost their coach to MISC and brought in Neo Datalampe as a standing coach. Unfortunately, I can confirm to you that they've not been able to settle or agree on a, a contract with Neo Datalampe, which has led to his decision not to uh, travel with the team to Doma. Uh, my, my sources within the club say he was offered a one month contract, but he opted. To have a contract with the club uh, running into the end of the season and that has been the uh, standoff between the two so uh, he could not travel with the team and so they are they have to make, uh, do with the assistant coach Sam Ado and the goalkeeper coach uh, Jojo who also joined uh, recently so it doesn't seem to be all rosy for Elmina Sharks uh, financially the team has been struggling and uh, you know the issues already I do not have to repeat mm. them mm. Uh, they have issues with player salaries they have issues with um, players um, 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 sign on fees and so on and so forth. So 
it doesn't seem too good for them. Odati Lampi joined the team in February 21st, uh, just after 55 days. And he seemed to have brought some magic one to the team. He won three out of the four matches he played, including stopping Kumatia Sandikonoko India away strike. And so, uh, if you ask me, I'll see things that didn't seem that good with Elmina. In fact, if we take a crazy look at the entire Elmina uh, Stack Football Club, which is also includes the Sea Lions Football Club, which is the female version, this was a team that was doing very well uh, last season and last two seasons. But uh, if you look at the table for the Southern zone of the Women Premier League, yeah. Only two points after playing nine games. They have not won a single game. So clearly, things are not that good for the entire Albania family. It's amazing. Uh, with, with their setup, with the stadium, yeah, I understand the financial issues. Yeah, the owner having to concentrate on other, you know, say more important things and, and, and really difficult times to go through this. Uh, can, can this lead to the relegation? Because we're, we're just about March 20 and, and, and they're sliding nicely now uh, in 12 right now. It, it, it's a very big um, uh, answer to give. I have penciled some four prominent clubs who uh, may run into the relegation zone, and Elmina Stars, unfortunately, is one of the teams. Because as we speak, 20 games, Elmina Stars have 26 points, and they have some crucial from away. They play against Team Chelsea from away. They travel to play with Chelsea in Doma. They travel to go to Abuasi to play Kumasi Asandekoda. They travel to Tapa to play Midiema. So you, you will realize that almost all their Kutia matches are away. And also at home, they face Wafa, who are very good in terms of um, um, some of their few travels to the southern side. And they also play Karela United, who are looking to play for, uh, well on the league law. They play against... Mm. Mm. Uh, say that you there. Can you hear me? All right. Yeah. Look at how the pictures are arranged. You know that they, are, they, 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 they don't have some comfortable game to play. And so it, it's difficult to say that they, they would be able to avoid uh, the relegation job, especially looking at how difficult the club is running to, especially with finances. Right, I see that. So, uh, Elmina Shark's situation now, is that going to be salvation at some point for Inter Allies, who are rock bottom? My Inter Allies are rock bottom of the Ghana Premier League. George. If you if you want to know the teams that are experts in avoiding relegation in the Ghana Premier League, you are talking about Dallas Football Club and also Liberty Professionals. These are teams that have uh, managed to uh, avoid relegation on several occasions. If you do recall in 2013-2014 season, it took Dallas only seven last game, last matches to avoid relegation. relegation and yeah. in fact, they've done that uh, for for almost three seasons. And I believe that. They have the war without to be able to avoid relegation. In fact, if you look at their signings over the second round, they brought in some key experienced footballers like Emmanuel Ajimambedu, who's played Kumasi Asango for close to three seasons. They brought in Richard Atta, who is the Ghana Premier League winner with two hours stars. They brought in some few experienced footballers from their own side who left the side and um, the club last season to uh, um, their mother club in Denmark. Samuel Lama is back, Tokela Otto is back, and some few experienced players have joined the side. So, I believe that with, with the sort of management they have, with the sort of experience they have, with the sort of financial background they're talking from some of their uh, sponsors like Tampico, Subway, and the rest, it's allowed to be able to use their experience to avoid relegation. In fact, one of the key areas that will propel or help internalize in this relegation battle is their decision to play at the Seattle of Green Team Bill. It's a very formidable ground. It's a very uh, well-grounded uh, 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 ground. It's a place where 
teams do not have so much pressure on them to play. And in fact, if you look at the first two games that they played at the Chattel game, they've been able to amass four points out of the play, uh, out of the venue, even though their first game was against home time doing that team. They picked the point and beat a league leaders at the time, Kavala United by two goals together. So I think that they have enormous success to be able to avoid uh, relegation. Right. Uh, let's have a look at the top of the table. And I know what Asante Kotoko have been doing. In fact, they are, they have been so much on the radar this week after Fabio Gama's interview, I think with POFM. Um, Great Olympics, we know what they've been doing. They're just in the balance there as well. Across Hearts of Oak are just uh, trying their best to go up. But let's talk about Midyama SC. They also had some interesting signings uh, at the 10. Is that a team that can cause some trouble in terms of winning this trophy? Yeah. If you if you take the top five teams and do a, a simple table for the top five teams, you realize that Olympics are set with twelve points in, the, in relation to the top five teams, yeah. followed by Kumail Sanikotoko with six points, followed by MDMIC uh, who have five points, Tavella have five points, and Hart of have two points. Clearly we should tell you that the big boys struggle to play among themselves. Kumasa Sanikotoko were only able to beat Tavella United. Uh, in that game that was much publicized I know the sort of job you did yourself yeah. when you went to Eginase so beyond that they struggled to beat any of the uh, top 5 class Media ACC they also struggled to beat any of the top 5 class they they picked only one point against Makabe um, uh, Olympics they lost to um, they lost to Karela United they beat out of and also Dino Kumata Sankoro so the teams at the top level have not been convincing playing against each other and look as though almost all of them have equal strength in terms of squad almost all of them are equal strength in terms of uh, the technical and also in terms of finances and that of the five teams at the top it's only great olympics that it's really really short in terms of finances and uh, you you cannot and um, uh, talk uh, about the financial strength of media mighty looking at how they've, they've been sponsored by or how they've been supported by Go face Ghana. Kumasa Sanguro, we know uh, how they've uh, been able to come to with some of fi- some of these finances. Kavala United obviously have been uh, assured of being supported heavily by GMPC and Ghana Gas. And also as of course recently we saw probably have um shown as the power plant coming in. So all five teams are well resourced in terms of finances, well resourced in terms of technical abilities, well resourced in terms of players on the field of play. Now, let me narrow it down to Kumar Sanikotoko against Medium IAC. I do not see anything different from what we saw in, at the Akun Park in the first leg, where both teams do 1-1. Except for the fact that Kumar Sanikotoko may lose in um, their striker in Kwame Toko, who scored that goal in there. Beyond that, Fabio Gama made his debut against Medium IAC back then when he came in the 76th minute. In that game, Brigana um, finally put some boys. Joseph and um, Lee did not play in that game because of lots of conspiracies that he was going to be uh, influenced by Kumata Sanikoto because he left the club some few weeks before that game. So he was not even part of the team going to that game. This time around, he will not be in the team, unfortunately, because he sustained that injury. So it's, it's a well-balanced side. Apart from the fact that PMIC would have to be, uh, would now be built up with their two striking partnership of Ahmed Toure and Prince of Ukwajiman. And just let me say that these two strikers have a combined seven goals in four matches. Yeah. Clearly, it should tell you how prolific they are, how dangerous they are, how attractive they are to any defensive side. But then you go to Kumasa Sankoro and see a side 
that are considered only eight goals in the last 20 games, with a goalkeeper who is considered only five goals in 15 appearances. So it tells me that this is going to be really, really tough game for both sides. At the length this stadium, Medium ISC went there to draw with um, Asante Gold in the first leg. And so they have lots of experience playing at the next three stadium. Manchester San Nicolau has shocked some remarkable results against the Team United where they beat them 4-0 and also 2-0 against the Kumpitas where they, uh, they also won. So clearly, they would be safely going into this game. But um, if you look at the next match, if you look at the defensive match of Medium ISC, I am tempted to say that the game is going to be a fierce one that would end in, in, in a barren draw. Right, Seydou, thank you very much uh, for your insights in the Ghana Premier League. We look forward to uh, the match day 20 fixtures. They're just right coming up uh, tomorrow and Sunday. So much to come. And as well, we'll be on the Joy Sports Arena to bring you all that. Seydou, thank you once again for your time. So let's talk about the games to come. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interesting fixtures across centers in the Ghana Premier League. Haruna Mubarak has got this one. League leaders Asante Kotoko will maintain their spot at the top of the Ghana Premier League table if they beat Midiama Sporting Club at the Len Clay Stadium. Kotoko are unbeaten in their last four matches winning two and drawing two. The Porcupine Warriors have been unassailable at their new home ground in Oboase as they have 100% record in their last two games. The influence of their star midfielder Fabio Gama cannot be overemphasized, especially in recent games. He has scored twice and assisted twice in his last three matches for the Porcupine Warriors. Medium have picked up back-to-back wins against Dreams FC and Logan City's but at a cost as their war horse of a midfielder, Justice Blay, got injured in the process. Blay is ruled out for several months after picking an injury against Logan City's. Another exciting fixture to look forward to is at the Crosby Ewa Memorial Park where Carolina United dare Accra House of Folk. It is a clash between 4th place House of Folk and 5th place Carolina United as they are only separated by one point. The Phobians will go into the game the more confident of the two sides as they have won three of their last five games, drawing one and losing one as well. Carella, who started the league with real vigor, have picked up only one win in their last five games. Great Olympics have been the biggest surprise in the ongoing season with some fine football display. Coach Anawalker's boys travel to Cape Coast where 13th placed Ebusian Dwarfs lie as they battle for all three points. Dwarfs sit in the bottom half of the table with 24 points after 20 games and are aiming for a win to avoid further drop down the table. Glassin Awako remains one of the best players for Great Olympics and will lead his side to Cape Coast with one thing on his mind a win to keep their title aspirations on course. Wafa will put behind their late heartbreak last week and bounce back against 11 Wonders in Sokakope. Their goalkeeper Ferdinand Aqua dropped a howler at the dying embers of the match when he allowed a long shot to slip through his gloves against the Omina Sharks at the Cape Coast Stadium. Wonders go into the match without their head coach Ignacio Soseifosu who was barred by the fans of the club from training with his team this week. This follows the club's 1-0 defeat 
to Liberty Professionals. Assistant coach Fusein Abubakar is expected to lead the side. The Dechiman-based club are 15th on the standings and are gradually slipping into the relegation zone. In other games, Legon City's survival campaign hit a snag after a slim defeat at Midyama last week and must dig deep against Dreams FC to boost their survival hopes alive. 8th placed Ashanti Gold and 7th placed Bechem United will come up against each other at the Obuasi Lenclay Stadium. Liberty professionals are in danger and will play host to Brecum Chelsea with a knowledge that only a win can rekindle their fast-fading GPL status. Defending champions of the league, Adriana Stars, will come up against informer Elmina Sharks at the Nana Ajman Bedu Park on Sunday. Bottom of the league clash between Inter Allies and King Faisal will also be keenly contested as both sides fight hard to avoid the drop. Radio live online. This is the locker room with George Addo Jr. Live on the locker room. If you're following us, you're still listening to us. We've got some games ongoing right now. We're heading to landing in a bit, but I told you Arsenal up against Everton. That's a special game. We'll be talking about the protests and all, but uh, keep right in mind Cologne are up against Augsburg. They're leading really big, and we've got quite a number of games as well going in there. So now let's just stand and get to talk about the Arsenal now. Right then, let's do this. And joining me on the line is uh, Mr. Day, who is the general manager of Dex Educational Institute in Tema as well. He is a staunch Arsenal fan. And we say staunch Arsenal fan, the man who has a, who's a season ticket holder. You know what that means. Mr. Day, how are you doing? And it happens to be his birthday as well. How are you doing this evening? And it's really good to have you on board. How are you doing? I am fine. Thank you very much. It's good to join you, George. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have you. How has the the birthday gone so far? I, uh, I, 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 saw, I saw the cake. I saw the picture of the cake. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> once a Ghana, always a Ghana. That's right. That's right. And it's really good. So, um, you're watching the game at the moment. You are. Uh, what have you made of Arsenal's yes, performance? Yeah. What are you making of Arsenal's performance so far? Well, so far, it's not been too bad. I mean, there are no goals. It's nil-nil. Both sides lean outside. I think we've had more possession, and the kids seem to be doing pretty, pretty okay. Mm. And let's hope at the end of ninety minutes, it's reflecting some three points for us. Oh, I it's see. Really been a, a bad season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for sure. In, in, in where you find yourself. So let's talk about uh, how. I know this has been a very interesting week. We'll, we'll talk to the BBC John Bennett shortly to look at the broader picture and all. But the fact that Arsenal are playing and right now in London, you know, just around uh, the, the Emirates, they are they are protests, they are you know banners left, right, centre. Can you just let us in? What what is the? I I, I understand from a, a very broad view and and yeah that Arsenal fans are not happy with all that happened in the Europe, European Super League, the fact that the club joined the European Super League and came out and all. What are they asking for right now? It looks like they've moved a, a notch higher. Uh, yes, I think exactly what really happened was, um, I mean, we've all heard about the breakaway at the European. They're trying to form a Super League uh, where they thought that they could get much more money out of it. And... Uh, Included six hmm. Premier League clubs from England, including Arsenal, and then we had the likes of Man United, Man Chelsea, Liverpool, 
you know, yeah. and, and, and spend, if you want to call them a book subscribe, mm, mm. among, among the group. Yeah. Uh, I think we're trying, to, it's all about money, really. Yeah. And it was taking themselves out of, out of the Premier League and deciding to form in this league. And, and basically, the idea has always been that you get to play in Europe or merit. Either you're a top four side in the UK or you're a fifth and sixth, or you've won the FA Cup, and then you go into Europe and you play European tournament. So for some clubs just to decide, we just want to play in Europe, and for going the rest of the other leagues and stuff was really what the supporters felt like was completely out of line with the spirit of football and the spirit of competition. And so mm. that's where there was a lot of rioting. Chelsea had it on Tuesday when they had their home game. Yeah. And the UEFA also came out, the chairman came out, and they pretty much against it. Yeah. And so it had to be something that had to be dropped completely. Mm. On the other side, you know, Arsenal, since Kronkia took over, it, it's really not been the same. I mean, he's in America, he doesn't seem to be much concerned about what is going on, you know, with Arsenal and the club's been struggling. I mean, this year has been like the poor performance, you know, there's a school of thought that, you know, we are playing everything right now and their manager was available. Angelotti has a lot of experience. At the same time, we went to Tatete, you know, and people feel, look, Arsenal is a big club. We can't be taking a, a rookie manager you know, to 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 take us through. Finally, started out world well. You want to tap, but this season has been very very poor. It's been very 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 mm. poor. And uh, Mr. Day, you know what? You you yeah. Mr. Day, you, yeah. you you are you are a season ticket holder. You feel it. You pay the money. You go and watch. You are close. You're definitely part of the the main Arsenal supporters. There. You know we have the supporting Arsenal supporters <laughs> here, but you are part of the main Arsenal supporters there. How can you rescue the club? I know this is this reminds me of the Krahatsburg situation. How how are you guys planning to rescue the club from the man who owns the club, who's got the money, who must decide that I don't want to do this anymore, and he's an American, he's there for business. Well, I mean, it, it, will, it, it, it probably the, some consortium will come up or something. I think what's really difficult now, because of COVID, we've not gone back to the stadium for like a year or so. You yeah. know, we've been away. And I think that's what has probably helped the club going on this way because the COVID has really taken over a lot of people's lives, a lot of hardships and stuff. So, honestly, you think about life and you think about survival before you think about football. You know, but now as things are getting back to normally, hopefully, you know, supporters are being allowed back into the stadium. For example, I mean, the the EPL Cup at the end of the weekend, you're going to have 2,000 supporters from both sides coming in. The 90,000 stadium is going to have 8,000 people in it. So things are coming back to normal. And obviously, once people start coming back into the stadium, and getting the fuel for the game and things. things you you think they can push it? Different. But you see, Chelsea, Chelsea started. Chelsea had a protest. Okay, the Chelsea fans had a protest. Patronus yeah. and blah blah. They had a, they had a protest. Now they've left yeah. it there. They didn't say Abramovich leave the club. But you have taken it to the next level with what we are seeing right now outside the Emirates well, and, and all the and the banners we're seeing. 
you just have to look at Chelsea. Look, they got rid of Frank Lampard. They are doing very well. They mm. could still win the they could still win the Champions League. They could still win the Africa. You know. Now we are looking at a, a, a case where for about twenty five years, for the first year, Arsenal could not could possibly not be placed in Europe. Mm. Which is unheard of. You know, I mean I can't remember that you know, twenty five years ago that Arsenal were not playing in Europe. Our only chance is if we win this tournament. And to tell you the truth, honestly, the Jackal and Hyde that we are playing, I don't see ourselves being able to play these next three games against Villarreal and then in the final, we're not having a bad game because we don't really know the type of Arsenal that's going to turn up. You know, Obama Young signed a new contract. But hey, <laughs> he has not done anything, you know, and. We don't know what's going on in there. You know, something is really not right. The senior players are not playing. Mm. Our mm. best player is Saka, a 19-year-old. I'm just asking about football stuff we are talking about. Yeah, I know. We've had them banked out here, right? Thierry Henry, David Seaman, Tony Adams. I mean, you know, well, well, he's I, experienced I, you know, players, it, and we are relying on a 19-year-old to be our best to player. To be your best player. You know, guys, well, I, 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 yeah, guys, I got Mr. Dale um, so that you guys have a, a very good idea of uh, frustration and why you see all those banners and things out, Al's Conquer and all of that. that I, you see it, you see it out there. I'm not sure you, you'll be successful in this one because I think he's still thinking about how to come up with another, you know, super idea and see how he can make some more money from us now. You know, that's just it. But um, definitely, you've got Ghanaian blood flowing in you. Uh, what have you made of Thomas Partey's performance? Yes. Uh, what are the Arsenal key supporters saying? Uh, in fact, a lot of people really didn't know him before he came. And so you get people asking, oh, he's really good, he's really good, he's really good. And honestly, he's had a few injuries, you know. And it's like you're in a group where the group are not really performing. Mm. So then how do you shine? Right. And so some people really don't know. Some people are even wondering why did we spend 45 million because they haven't really seen anything exciting. Mm. But I believe next season, once he settles down, I think you come, you come. Yeah, Pate has got it in him. him. He's got it in him, uh, Mr. Dele. Yeah, he's got it in. yeah, Mr. Dele. a big thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, Mr. Day is the general manager of the Dex Education Institute, celebrating his birthday today. Arsenal season ticket holder. That is when we are talking about fans. Don't be doing. <laughs> We've got fans here who are singing out loud. Yeah, um, um, the club appreciates your support and everything, but yeah, the season ticket holders feel it when <laughs> things are going wrong. Hopefully things will go fine for you. We'll see how the protests go. And good luck in your game. It's still goalless, right? It's still goalless at the moment. <laughs> push to have Are you sure you're going to win this game? Does it feel like you're going to win it? Oh, we got to win. We got to win. <laughs> Asta will sometimes have the good luck there. You're trying to win this game. All right. All right. Uh, thank you very much. And good luck uh, in the Europa League semi-finals coming up next week. And of course, um, with what happens in the Premier League, not too sure what the, the target is going to be there. But let's see how it all goes. Thank you very much, Mr. Day. Joining us on the line from London, where there are protests at the moment. Uh, by the Arsenal supporters and uh, indicating that they do not want their owner anymore. But how can you get your owner away is always a big one. Now let's get into the matters. It's been a dramatic week in the world of football. Foundations have been truly moved left, right, centre. Somehow, things didn't quite fall apart. I had a great chat with the BBC's John Bennett of the Joy Sports BBC 2A series. Enjoy this. 
thanks Sean for your time on the locker room as always always great to have you on and wow what a week we've had the football world hardly caught their breath with stories of a possible breakaway league shaking foundations across board we understand the critical damages such a project would have saved the football pyramid if it went through perhaps can the financial reasoning which backed the stance of these founding clubs be understood Hi, George. Yeah, what a crazy week. It's a very good question because, it's you know, you always need to provide a bit of balance to these stories. But it has been difficult because uh, the European Super League clubs didn't really put anyone up for interview. The only people we heard from uh, that really had any power in this all week were Florentino Perez, who gave a couple of interviews to uh, Spanish TV and Spanish radio on programmes after midnight and Andrea Agnelli, who gave a couple of interviews as well. So it was difficult to get their point of view. But their argument was that we're the biggest clubs, we have the biggest fan bases, we're the biggest brands, so we deserve a bigger part of the financial package of of football and a bigger piece of the pie, basically. Some would say that is greed. Um, I, I think what upset most people about the European Super League is that it would have had 15 permanent members. So whatever happened, if Arsenal, for example, had been 15th in the Premier League one season, then they would have still got in. But someone like Everton or or Leicester, if they finished top four in the Premier League, then maybe they they wouldn't have got in. There are only five spaces, according to this European Super League, that people could qualify for every season. So I think for many people, that defeated the object of sport, the object of competition. So whatever arguments that Real Madrid, Barcelona, AC Milan, all the clubs involved had, or should I say their owners had, um, it all comes down to the fact that many people felt that the European Super League was anti-competition and anti-sport. John, these big six clubs have made a U-turn, yes, but there have been calls from England to punish them. We've heard of calls of points deduction and a wave to get top management of these clubs resign. Are there any signs the English FA and the Premier League will follow through with punishment for the clubs? Yeah, that will be interesting. I don't think there will be points deductions or anything like that. Maybe there'll be fines. Um, It was interesting, though. I was in a press conference yesterday uh, talking to Javier Tebas, the La Liga president, and I got to ask a question and I said, surely, you know, you need to impose some sanctions on Real Madrid and, and Barcelona to stop this happening again. And he said sanctions aren't the answer. Uh, they, they shouldn't be talking about punishment. He said they've been sanctioned by their own fans and what should happen is protect protective measures in the future. Uh, he didn't go into detail about what those protective measures would be, uh, but I think they need to think hard about it because this will this will rear its head again. This, this, this debate will continue. We've seen that Barcelona and Real Madrid are hanging on to this idea of the European Super League, so it's not going to go away. So I was surprised, actually, that Javier Tabas, the La Liga president, wasn't calling for sanctions. At the moment, we're not too sure what the, what the Premier League will do. That may emerge in time, but I, I, there'll be nothing like points deductions. I'd, I'd be hugely surprised. Well, John, even though the ESL has been hacked before it could even go any further, what should UEFA do differently, especially with the sharing of financial proceeds amongst clubs to avoid such a scenario in future? And how much joy does the new UCL format give these clubs? It's very tough for UEFA, and we know that the European Super League clubs have been criticised. And, you know, let's not forget it. Many people say there are strong reasons to criticise UEFA as well. There's a lot of unhappiness about what the Champions League will look like in 2024. Um, Some clubs feel they're not getting enough money out of it. A lot of coaches feel there'll be too many games. 
So it's a really difficult situation for UEFA how they they can one bring these clubs back into the fold, but two prevent this happening again. Maybe this has given them a bit more power, UEFA, what they've seen from the fans. Um, the fact that PSG and Bayern Munich stood by them. So Alexander Scheffer in his next steps will be will be absolutely crucial in determining whether this happens again and whether he can keep, keep the big clubs happy and whether he has a bit more power now over some of the, some of the big clubs. John, shortly after Chelsea and other English clubs pulled out of the agreement, UEFA released a new Champions League format meant to take effect from 2024, a format with similar looks to the proposed ESL. John, does this current UCL format need any changing? My personal opinion, George, and this is my view, I wish it would just stay as it is now with the shorter group stage. Sometimes it gets a bit predictable, I admit that, but there's always one or two groups up for grabs towards the end of the campaign. We saw Inter, didn't we, going out in the final minutes this season of the group stage uh, where they could have gone through. But, um, yeah, I I still remain to be convinced about the the changes that they're bringing in in 2024. We'll just have to wait and see. I understand there are pressures, financial pressures, pressures of trying to keep younger audience interested in the Champions League. But for for me, I just think it's such a good brand at the moment, the Champions League. And if you tinker with it too much, you may damage it. John, it was certainly a week of new leagues, yes. Tell us something about the proposed British Super League and what's the thinking behind this? Yeah, I've read the reports about this, George, but uh, yeah, I've got no idea if uh, there's any truth to them at all. I'd be hugely surprised if it was something that was going to happen in the future. It's been talked about a lot, having Rangers and Celtic play in the Premier League. And I'm sure if they came into the Premier League, give them a few years, they'd do really well because you know, I, I'm, not, I'm, I'm sure you, you're, you fans are so knowledgeable in Ghana that you know this, but... It's only when you go to, to Glasgow that you, you really feel how big these clubs are. They are so big. Celtic and Rangers, the, the passion there, the fan base they have, they're huge clubs. But as to whether a British Super League could happen, uh, I can't see it, particularly after, after the protests we've had in the last week. Well, John, for Spurs, it was chaos. I miss chaos, truly, with the sacking of Jose Mourinho with six days to the Carabao Cup final. Where did it all go wrong for the special one? And after getting Tottenham Hotspur into a cup final, was his sacking a bit harsh? It was all a bit overshadowed, wasn't it? Jose Mourinho being being sacked by Tottenham Hotspur. Was the sacking harsh? Maybe the timing was harsh. A week before an EFL Cup final, which Jose Mourinho had, had qualified for, helped the team to get to. So maybe that was harsh. Perhaps there's a financial reason for it. Perhaps they would have had to pay bigger compensation had they waited a bit longer to sack him. But I'm not surprised... He, he's lost his job. I, I thought it would come at the end of the season because it just hasn't been working, has it? The, the football style that he has hasn't fitted in with the, the club's philosophy, I don't think. He doesn't seem to be getting the best out of the players. Even his great strength, which which is defensively, that hasn't worked out. There have been so many changes to the back four. They've struggled to hold on to leads. They've struggled to keep clean sheets. They brought him in to win trophies to get into the Champions League. And there was a possibility, of course, of winning the EFL Cup, but but really the big thing was to get get into the Champions League, and it just hasn't happened for, for Jose Mourinho. He has his detractors, he has people who criticise him, but he's a big personality, and I, I do feel the Premier League will, will miss him. I can't see him working in the Premier League again after this. Where's he going to go? He's he's worked at Chelsea, he's worked at Manchester United, he's worked at Tottenham. He he he'd never go to Arsenal. He'd never be Arsenal manager. He'd never be Liverpool manager. 
Would he go further down the table? I'm not so sure. His next steps will be really interesting. Tottenham versus Manchester City is the League Cup final this weekend. Manchester City have had to grind out a win or had to grind out a win against Villa and have not looked so defensively assured in the last few games. With Ryan Mason coming in at Spurs, are Manchester City set to be on the wrong side of a manager bounce for Spurs? Well, what I would say is that Tottenham were, were, were good second half, weren't they, against Southampton in midweek. Ryan Mason's first game in charge. It's a great story, isn't it? Ryan Mason had to retire three years ago due to a fractured skull, went into coaching in the academy, and now he's interim manager at Tottenham at the age of 29, the youngest manager in Premier League history. What I would say is that the fans um, love him, and more importantly, the players, I think, love him. They will play for Ryan Mason. I think they will really want to do well for him because he's a popular figure at the club. Uh, the likes of Harry Kane played with him. So there's a huge respect for him. But Manchester City are just a class apart. The only the only possible way that Tottenham could win the game is that Pep Guardiola selects the wrong team because of rotation, because he's got the Champions League semi-final on his mind. We saw that he made changes which cost them against Leeds United and which almost cost them against Borussia Dortmund. So that's the only possible thing that I feel that that could hand Tottenham the victory if Pep Guardiola chooses the wrong team. But there's so much quality in that Man- Manchester City squad. And if the likes of Raheem Sterling come in, then they'll have a lot to prove and they'll be want, want to be match winners. So <laughs> Manchester City are, are big favourites, quite rightly. John, it's fourth versus fifth over the weekend as the race for the top four, the Premier League, reaches a critical stage. With just a goals difference separating Chelsea and West Ham. What should we expect at the London Stadium then? Similar to Manchester City Tottenham, the only way I, I feel that Chelsea could take their eyes off the ball in this game is if there's a bit of rotation ahead of the Champions League. West Ham have done so, so well, but I do expect them at some point to run out of steam. But if Thomas Tuchel tries to be a bit too clever with his rotation, selects the wrong team, as arguably he did against West Brom when they lost 5-2, then maybe that opens the door for West Ham. But if you put the two teams together on paper, Chelsea surely would win this game. If, if West Ham do it, then that is incredible. If they get into the top four, I think David Moyes deserves to be manager of the season, even ahead of Pep Guardiola. Finally, John, which games are you keeping taps on this weekend with huge interest and why? Well, seventh place Liverpool at home to Newcastle. You'd expect Liverpool to pick up the three points to, to stay in the hunt for the top four places. Manchester United up against their old rivals, Leeds United. These games used to have a, a big edge to them when the fans were in the stadiums. Um, I can't wait for, for the fans to be back to, to watch games like Manchester United-Leeds where there's a real rivalry between the supporters. Elsewhere, at the other end of the table, Aston Villa can push their local rivals West Brom one step closer to relegation if they beat them at Villa Park. And Brighton, seven points above the drop zone. I think they're pretty much safe now. They can edge closer to securing that Premier League safety for sure if they can get a result to already relegated Sheffield United so as well as the EFL Cup final some uh, interesting Premier League games to look forward to Thank you very much John for your time on the show Live on radio live online this is The Locker Room with George Addo Jr Thank you to the BBC's John Bennett there with a wonderful, wonderful chat. Okay, so that's all fine. A quick reminder again that we're 49 days to Euro 2020 here on all multimedia platforms. Are you ready for the biggest football festival? 
Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. In Europe, live on the multimedia group. Euro 2020 live in HD on TV, radio, and digital media on all multimedia group channels and on the HD Plus decoder. Kickoff is on the 11th of June. The greatest night in Portugal's football history for Cristiano Ronaldo. From tears to cheers and more tears this time of joy. Champions of Europe 2016. And now let's talk about the games to come. Joy Sports Moses Yabo has got a big rap. Well, George Bayern Munich could seal the deal on Saturday when they travel to Mainz 05 with their visitors able to win their ninth successive league with a victory. Inter Milan will also continue their search for their first Serie A title over a decade when they host Verona. Inter 76 points atop the table, 10 above AC Milan who travel to Lazio and 11 above Atalanta and Juventus who take on Bologna and Fiorentina respectively. Atletico Madrid moved a bit away from the chasing pack with their Thursday win over Huesca. They lead with 73 points heading into their clash with Athletic Bilbao on Sunday. Prior to that game, Real Madrid will have the chance to level with them on Saturday when they host Real Betis. Third place Barcelona will play away to Villarreal on Sunday. And in the EPL, one interesting fixture will be at the London Stadium where two top four chasing side will do battle. West Ham will host Chelsea. And on Sunday, Tottenham Hospital will have the chance to win their first silverware in more than a decade when they take on Pep Guardiola's Manchester City in the EFL Cup Final. Joy Sports Moses here. Well, you want to stick with us throughout the weekend as we bring you the sports. Very, very important as we go through it. So, 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 so important. We'll make sure that we get that for you uh, again. Uh, remember, we've got live commentary for you on the Joy Sports Arena. And next week, we go into the UEFA Champions League semi-finals and Europa semi-finals. And we've got so much for you in terms of our package as we round up the season on the 